world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalizing spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from Red Pill Project sent you. Happy Flag Day, everybody, and welcome. Sorry about that. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. 
morning coffee with Andrea and Vince. We are live with you every Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, to bring you the news and events of the morning. Uh, everything from finance, U.S., world news, health news, sometimes a little bit of science sprinkled in, and a little bit of off-topic things here or there, just whatever's happening, we like to get into it. Uh, happy Flag Day, you guys. Take a moment today, salute the flag, be thankful for what we have, what we've had, what we fight for, and keep your eye on the prize. Never forget what America's about and why we do all this, what we do every day. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's what keeps me going. You guys as well keep me going. Uh, so thank you all for joining us this morning. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Uh, and of course, I'm joined by somebody who I couldn't ask for anything better in the world. That's Andrea. It helps me get into trouble, figure out what the <laughs> hell's going on in the world. How are you, Andrea? I am well. Happy Flag Day, everybody. I'm so glad to be here on this fantastic Tuesday. Um, I am still dry, so that is a bonus. We yes. Out overnight. Man. Um, you had quite the storm roll through, huh? Well, it's kind of a, a series of storms that rolled through over the past week and through the weekend, and then um, warming temperatures are melting all the snow that we got in the mountains. So. While the water is good, a lot of water is not so much. Too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. Yeah, so. you know, um, I saw some video of aerial footage of Yellowstone, and their road is washed away in a lot of sections. One of the roads through there, I don't know how many roads they have or what, but they closed the park. Um, yep. I, I watched a video of a bridge washing away in Montana. Just absolute devastation and flooding. It's terrible. I'm glad that you're dry and everything's okay so far. Me too. Jeez. Yep. Yep. We're just kind of praying for the best at this point. I mean, that's all I can do. Um, you know, if things turn worse, then I'm sure everybody on the app will know because I'll be notifying people that uh, that I'm dealing with a disaster. So. But I think we'll be fine. I like to stay towards the positive side of things and say, we're going to be fine here. I'm going to think positive thoughts. Um, and because the other option is, and Randy Kelly asked, no raft yet, no raft yet. <laughs> we're still we're still good. Um, so, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. And, you know, I'll deal with whatever comes my way. Yeah. So, you guys, this is just a stark reminder that anything could happen anytime unexpectedly and to be prepared whether yeah. it's having just a two-week water supply minimum on hand food mm -hmm. supply on hand emergency supplies first aid these yeah. are the priorities you have to think about for these types of natural emergencies as well as any violence or anything where you cannot go to a store in your area or anything along those lines having stuff ready yeah is it's, crucial i'm sure you being yeah. like okay here's my emergency kit i'm yeah. if shit hits the fan i'm ready to go i'll be okay for whatever amount of time is a benefit and yeah. helps calm your nerves and just it does you know and it is a good reminder that stocking up and being prepared is a good thing because even take away everything that's going on in our country natural disasters still occur um i know right now they're talking about uh, the heat wave down in the southern part of the United States and the energy grid being, you know, maxed out and stuff. That's, those are natural disaster type. I mean, there's infrastructure involved, obviously, but, you know, those are natural disasters. You want to be prepared. You want to make sure that 
you know, if you end up with rolling blackouts that you have water or like where I'm at with flooding and stuff, the town that's next to me, mm-hmm. about half an hour from me, um, flooded out yesterday. They had water shut off to their entire town for most of yesterday. They got water restored to most of the town. Yeah. But they had a water main break. And unfortunately, now they're under a water boil advisory. So, you know, we went yeah. and one of the things that we did yesterday was in order to kind of prepare for whatever might come our way is we went and bought water jugs Good. and stocked up on our water, you know, because that's one thing you can't live without. And uh, so, yeah, being prepared in the event of any emergency, whether it's political destabilization or natural disasters or whatever is um is always a good thing to do because you never know when something like this might happen 100 percent. glad everything's good so yeah, far but definitely uh on high alert and uh whoever else is out there involved in this i hope you're you know doing okay uh we will pray and uh we'll have to just move from there and uh hope for the best but i think this is just the beginning of what we're going to be seeing here going into the future um, with all this global agenda unfolding in front of us. Uh, I think it is all related. I'm going to be honest. That's just me. Call me a kooky conspiracy guy, but... I do find it really odd that, you know, yesterday I saw a map that showed the United States, and you had one little corner. It's basically what you would consider the Pacific Northwest, I guess was not in this red zone of heat like the whole country is under a heat wave except for in the pacific northwest and what we're seeing there is oh. massive amounts of flooding right yeah it's like so it's really strange you've got fires in california and arizona and different places and heat waves throughout the south and the rest of the east and it's just really odd when you look at it and you can't help but think that some of this is manufactured yeah, they're like, reward the liberals with uh, some good weather. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy. It's nuts. The crazy world we live in. Yeah, so um, you guys, we have a little bit of finance to talk about. Not much. I'm sure tomorrow and the next day things are going to be developing hugely. Today we're just going to keep it simple. We're doing the KISS method uh, keep it simple, stupid, highly offensive, but it's great advice. Uh, <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into a little bit of finance here to start off. You can stop sharing your sound. Oh. Uh-oh. All right. This video that we watched to start in the intro, by the way, for Flag Day was posted by... It was created by Absolute1776 and retweeted by Rudio1John on Twitter. So that's uh, at Absolute1776 who created it if you want to follow them. And just so I could credit them with posting such a great video for this morning. Definitely got me pumped up and ready to go. All right. Moving into finance. The markets are a little bit down today after a huge red 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 day yesterday um things are just kind of sitting around zero uh s&p 500's down 0.14 percent dow is down 0.41 percent nasdaq is up 0.24 percent um 
We've got crude oil, $123, up almost 2%. Gold is down on sale, $1,815. Silver is on sale, $20.92. Bitcoin, $22,500, just shy of $22,500. I think it dipped down to like 21-something yesterday is what I saw. Oh. It was kind of low that it hit yesterday. Yep. Yeah, it went all the way down to 21. That's crazy. Yeah, totally. It was just an absolute bloodbath yesterday. Here's the five-day chart for Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, and yesterday we saw a huge crash. Boom, 21,000. It rebounded rebound to 22, and then it's kind of stuck around there. Or it rebounded to 23, and now it's between 22 mm-hmm. and 23 since uh, yesterday afternoon. So we're watching it, you guys. Um, If I had money, I would be investing a little bit every day into all these different things, including precious metals, crypto, whatever I could, short term. uh, Short term, I would trade the market still, but that's just me. I wouldn't be in there long term. That's just me. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, billionaire investor Leon Cooperman expects 2023 recession. He says the bottom is not in yet, according to CNBC. Wow. Recession in 2023. We're in in a recession right now. So what does that mean? Uh, Depression. (laughs) That's kind of the next step after recession. Yeah. Um, I don't think things are going to rebound between now and 2023. And they're talking to billionaires are talking recession then. Holy shit, you guys. Yeah. It's going to be really bad. You know, unfortunately, this is kind of the, the course that our country has taken under the Biden regime. Um, I'm not going to even call it an administration anymore because I think they've more than proven how tyrannical and dictatorial they are. So I'm just going to call it a regime. Call it what it is. It's it's a tyrannical regime. You're right. Yeah. So you guys, this event that we're in right now um, is going to last for a long time. Um. Yeah. It's not going to be fixed overnight. Uh, I think the recovery for this could easily be up to a decade, depending on yeah. how bad shit gets. But seriously, look at look at the uh, Great Depression. Right. Well, and you know, here's the thing: is that um, in the Great Dep- Depression, think about this. It's kind of non-finance related, but people were a lot more they were better prepared to deal with the fallout from that because during that time, most Americans still grew their own gardens. They still um, they had seeds had their produce. local communities. Um, they're not faced with what we're faced with today. If the same thing were to happen today, um, there are a lot of people out there who are like, oh, I, get my, I don't need to go to a farm. I get my stuff from the grocery store. They have no idea. Like there are a lot of people who legitimately don't know where their food comes from. Yeah, um, nobody on here, obviously. I mean, I'm pretty sure we have a fairly decent understanding of where yeah, our food I, comes from. But yeah, I think we our audience is on the other side of the spectrum. Right. <laughs> but yes, but still, I saw a video of somebody being interviewed where they're like, "I'll just go to the store and get some milk," and they're like, "But what about the farm? If the farm doesn't bring the milk, they're like, yeah, I'll get it from the store.' <laughs> they're yeah. like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> oh yeah. There are people Dude. who legitimately don't know. 
Yeah. And it's sad, but you know, back in the twenties when they had the crash of twenties and thirties, people still bought milk from their local farms. They didn't grocery stores weren't what they are today. You know, people still got their food locally and grew their own food and made their own clothes and did a lot of those things that we just simply don't do today because life has changed so dramatically over yeah. the year. And they had real seeds. A lot of the things that people are growing in their gardens are, they'll produce seeds or they won't produce seeds, but if they do and they're GMO, you're not going to grow anything with that bunk seed. No. And I think because that's by those, design. It, it absolutely is. And so, you know, one of the things that my family does is when we look at buying seeds, we look for heirloom varieties of vegetables and stuff to buy. Um, we're looking at buying, you know, our meat locally from a rancher. And so I will know, you know, by the time that I get all my ducks in a row, I'll know where exactly where my food comes from, because I'll be going out to my greenhouse and picking my broccoli and um, harvesting my squash. Or literally putting your ducks in a row. Yeah, or literally bang, bang, bang. bang and <laughs> We're having duck soup. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it is, you know, there's a level of comfort that comes from knowing exactly where your food comes from and what's in it and what you're feeding to your family. And um, I've kind of always been like that. I was the mom who, when I brought my son home from the hospital and he started getting ready to eat real food, I made all of his baby food. I never once bought one jar of baby food. Wow. Not once. Um, So I went to the store every week. I bought fresh fruits and vegetables. I prepared them. I froze them. You know, um, I was a working mom, so I sent him to daycare. And what he got was what I would pack his lunch every day, just like I packed my own, you know. So I knew what I was putting into my son's body. I knew what he was eating. And I'll tell you, I don't know if this has anything to do with it or not, but I have no problems getting that kid to eat vegetables. Not one. He likes everything. And I always chalked it up to the fact that he actually knew what real food tasted like. Like a lot of this baby food that you buy is so full of sugars and processed preservatives and stuff and flavorings that and coloring that you don't even know what you're getting anymore. No. Well, cancer, we know that. Things like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And your body craves those things, I think, when you're introduced to it early. That's just a theory. I'm not a nutrition, but... You know, yeah, I've heard people either. say things along those lines. I think it's real. Yep. Um, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I didn't know you did that. He did. I don't think I got that treatment. It, you know, in all of the things that I'm sure I've done wrong as a parent, that's one thing I can say that I did right. I don't know. Oh, come on. I'm far from perfect, but, you know, I tried to make nutrition um, a priority for oh, my kid. Not everybody could be perfect like me. I know it's really and, tough and humble. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> humble. <laughs> right. Like you and Josh. Oh yeah. I will always try to, you know, live up to your guys' standards. <laughs> it's hard never <laughs> making mistakes. Nobody could relate to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so well, moving on <laughs> with the economy guys, the fed is meeting today and they're expected to come to a decision tomorrow on a massive hike possible uh rate hike 
So they opened their two-day policy meeting Tuesday amid a blistering inflation surge that has ignited predictions. The Federal Reserve will approve the biggest interest rate hike in more than 27 years. Fed Chair Jerome Powell has signaled that to that policymakers were poised to implement another half-point increase in the benchmark borrowing rate this week and another next month, but a growing number of voices are now calling for a more aggressive three-quarter point hike in response to the big unexpected jump in the Consumer Price Index in May, which defied widespread expectations that data would show inflation pressures easing. So despite them doing their little tiny half-percent hikes weeks after weeks after weeks, Shit's getting worse and worse and worse because what has Josh been saying? We need to bump it up 20, 30%, match the inflation rate in order for this to have any effect. And still, what will that do? Cause massive inflation. We're fucked either way. So after dropping the rates to zero since March 2020 in in a successful bid to help the world's largest economy avoid a devastating downturn and recover quickly from the impact of COVID-19, the Fed has raised rates twice, including a big half point increase uh, last month. Uh, Low lending rates and the boost from massive federal stimulus caused demand to outstrip supply amid global supply chain snarls, pushing prices higher. And the Russian invasion of Ukraine added more fuel to the inflation fires. Fake news, fake news alert, sending food and fuel prices soaring. Fake news, fake news, insider paper, your fake propaganda news. Um, (laughs) Yes, yes, Russia has an effect on the global economy. Um, do they have a bigger effect on our prices than Biden shutting down all of our pipelines? Does it have a bigger effect than all the terrible policies that Biden has done since day one into stealing uh, our country? Uh, no, I don't think it does. I think this is fake news, propaganda, bullshit. And, what nobody is coming out and saying is yeah. this is all done by design. You know, there's a lot of people talking about Biden's policies having a contributing factor to this, right? And I think the number one root cause of it, but nobody is coming out and saying it like it actually is. And the fact that this is planned and coordinated to bring about the destruction of the United States. Nobody's saying that anywhere except for us and maybe a few other podcasters. Mm -hmm. And it just, it makes me angry. Just to censor people. Yeah. It makes me angry. And because nobody's saying this. Nobody is coming out and saying, you know, has anybody ever thought that maybe this is a coordinated attack on our country? It is. 100%. The world, actually. Yeah. Because they want their new world order, and they can't have pesky abundance for the deplorable peasants. Yeah. Anyway. Good coffee. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, real quick, Pamby Pam, thank you so much. Nine lemons on the board. We appreciate right. that. Thank you so much. We do. We appreciate all of you guys' support. Absolutely. Without you, we wouldn't be here. No, you guys really keep me going uh, and encourage me and get me up in the morning to get shit flowing. It's really encouraging <laughs> and a lot of love and support from the Red Pill family out there. So thank you guys. Yep. All right, Andrea. That's what we have for finance, you guys. Um, we'll keep our eye on it, obviously. We should have, an, like I said, they'll announce tomorrow. It could be a 0.75% uh, hike. 
Which or, is going to do really nothing as far as in the bigger scheme well, of things. Well, yes. In the grand scheme of things, it won't do anything. On the short-term scheme of things, it's psychological. It's a psychological game. The markets yeah. are going to react to this, this decision. And they've oh, already yeah. reacted to the potential of its decision happening, which is kind of what we're seeing. The markets are pricing in what they expect, but things aren't going as they expected. So that's why the Fed is kind of repositioning themselves to maybe make a larger move than it's expected because that's what's needed. That's what the market wants. However, look, this still leads to more inflation at the end of the day. It's not like it really freaking matters. We are in too deep to do anything at this point, really. Um, well, there's things you could do, but it's, you know, it's we're I don't see anything happening. Um, so we're damned either way. They're going to do the rate hike or they're going to do less of a hike. And the markets are, if they don't follow the market sentiment, uh, the market sentiment, which is they need to do a higher rate hike, yeah. the market's going to get confused and people are going to start running around waving their arms and we're going to see crazy moves. If they do do it, people are going to realize that we're in a worse position also and it's going to be shit and we're going to get more inflation and all this. And then guess what? Next month, it's going to be the same story. Watch. We need to do another one-point rate hike. Oh, my gosh. This is way worse than anybody expected. Why didn't anybody say anything? We don't watch the Red Pill Project. Exactly. Or actually, we're ignoring well, it on purpose because this is a fucking scam. <laughs> right. Well, the the market's going to crash. It's inevitable. I mean, and it, it's normal, honestly, for the market to crash and correct itself. And, cra you know, how Good bad point. that crash is, is determined on... A lot of factors and stuff and we haven't seen like recessions are fairly normal in economics and it's kind of how the market corrects itself it goes up it goes down it goes up it goes down and we haven't seen <clears throat> anything like that for a while and so now what we're in is a super bubble that has nowhere to go but down yeah the <clears throat> correction the correction is going to happen. It's just going to be way worse for having let it go this far. Yeah, it's going to be indicative of what has happened, right? It's, if it goes up a shit ton, it's going to correct a shit ton. Um, and it's going to be more than a correction. They're going for total yeah. collapse. They are. Um, and that's why they pumped it up and made it the super bubble. It's because it was done intentionally. I'm glad you mentioned that, that uh, your point of the drastic... Uh, the drasticness is that a word? Drasticness, sure, <laughs> of this uh, ebb and flow. All the time. And I wanted to, <clears throat> I was thinking this yesterday, uh, when I was talking to Yay and John, and John had a really great story, um, about how we talk about, um, us having to take action and not just sit back and pray and think that things are going to be solved for us, you know, and that God works through us per se. Um, but you know, John told us a good story where he's like, you know, I was just pulling up my bootstraps and doing stuff for myself. And I was blessed in this way and that before I could even ask. And yeah. he's like, and you know, what is that me? You know, is that me helping myself? Or is that, you know, some divine intervention and some blessings coming my way for taking matters into my own hands? And I was like, wow, that's really beautiful. And how this relates to these highs and lows is I was thinking with all this treacherous, 
disgusting, despicable evil that we have in our world, you have to think that there's an equal, if not more powerful, positive force in the world as well. Because good and evil, they're one wing of the same bird. They're the same thing, just to a different extreme extent, in a way. I think um, we have to remember that, even though there is this prevalence of evil in the world, the good is there, and it's powerful, it's massive, and things can't stay one way forever. Um, so, well, and you have to have you have to have evil because you can't know good unless you do. Yeah. If if evil, if there was no such thing as evil, there would be no such thing as good. So you exactly. have to have it. I was you thinking know, about you, that too. If you don't have evil, you have you have really nothing. good and you have really not that good. <laughs> you still have evil, like different right. extents of goodness, right? Oh, well. Exactly. You have to have for everything. There's an opposite or equal reaction, right? Yeah. Or whatever. But you've got to have the opposite of things. There's got to be that opposite to for every good thing. There's that much bad. Um, so you can't have high without low. You can't have good without evil. And the natural order of things is balance. So yeah. we're so unbalanced to the dark side. I'm optimistic about the future because let's face it, well, we're sick and, of this shit. Well, and so you look at it, same thing with the economy, right? The economy goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down. Yep. Who's to say the same thing doesn't happen with good and evil, right? You balance on one end of things where you're really evil. It's got to find that point of balance where it goes back. You have, um, too much good people lose sight of the evil right and which allows evil to take over and so you're never going to be perfectly balanced but it's always going to look for that point of optimization like josh talks about in his optimization theory and and it's true you know you're gonna have swings one direction and another so it's just kind of the natural course of life i think Yep, and I'm going to be fighting for that positivity push here. So don't mind me. If you want to join me, join me. Uh, that's all. <laughs> Positive push, everybody. It's Tuesday. Come yeah. on, let's go. Let's move into a little bit of U.S. news here. What is going on? So we've got, this was interesting, a report. Thousands of Californians flee to Mexico in search of more affordable living. I find this ironically I, funny. I caramba. Because <laughs> you've got Mexicans and um, Latin Americans and Southern South Americans all fleeing to the United States, right? Caravans full of people crossing the border illegally, coming into the U.S. Mm -hmm. And now you've got Californians and probably other Americans, too, that are fleeing to Mexico. It's wow. like, well, you know, it's not really surprising. But it says housing price and rampant inflation under the leadership of President Joe Biden and Governor Gavin Newsom are driving thousands of Californians to search for more affordable life in Mexico. However, this does have an impact because it raises the cost of living and the cost of housing for people that are living in Mexico. And so just like what we've seen throughout the United States, when Californians go to other, and I'm sure it's not just Californians, I'm just using this as an example, so don't be offended, Californians. Um, when Californians move to Montana or Texas or whatever, the cost rises of stuff, because they, 
they can, so you take the cost of living in California, it's extremely high. The cost of housing is extremely high. Somebody 20 years ago who bought their house for $150,000 is now selling their house for half a million dollars. That's a huge profit. You take that half a million dollars, you come to Montana and all of a sudden there's a bidding war and you're just like, oh, there's this house that's $250,000 and it's this huge ranch. And you're like, I want to make sure I get it. So I'm going to offer $400,000 for it. And so then the price just continues to rise. Right. And then you take up some of the supplies gone at that point too. So anything else. Which raises the prices. And so the same thing is now happening in Mexico. And so unfortunately, I think the Mexican people are feeling the effects of that with, um, you know, Americans fleeing their country. And isn't it odd that people that are from the United States, which is supposed to be the best country in the world, are fleeing to Mexico for a better life. That to me speaks volumes. Um, A lot of these people, it says roughly 200,000 people commute between California and Mexico every day because many of them work in California and live just below the border in Baja, California due to its proximity. According to the report, which called the phenomenon the California Exodus, it's a lot of people commuting who actually live in Mexico, who actually work in the States. So it's like thousands and thousands yeah. of people just crossing daily, yep. you know, and that's what they're finding is that they have these great jobs. These Americans have these great jobs in California and they are making great wages, but it costs too much to live there. So they're just moving across the border, buying a house in Mexico and then commuting. So it's interesting when you start to see america americans flee their own country for other countries this is just the beginning i really do too you know as they inundate our country and turn it into a communist hellhole i think you're going to see a lot more of that people are going to be fed up with this and they're going to start looking for other places to live and a lot of it i think you're going to see people getting out um before the economy really crashes yes and Maybe that's one of their goals is to crash the economy and make people stay, right? I don't know. So yep. it's just interesting to see, you know, look at kind of migration patterns, I guess you could call it. That's what it is. Yeah, totally. Oh, another blow to the U.S. food market. Of course, a fire breaks out at a food processing plant west of Wapaka County in Wisconsin. Is that how you pronounce it? That's how I pronounce it. Um, Imagine that. A fire ignited inside a fire ignited inside a food manufacturing facility in the town of Belmont near the Portage Wapaka County, Wisconsin on Monday. I (sighs) think this may I think we're up to what 19 or 20 or is it higher than that now? on uh, the number of food processing plants and stuff that's food related um, industries that are caught on fire. Yeah, it's insane, you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, maybe, oh, I think it's up to like 29 maybe now. Yeah, here's the updated list of U.S. plants that have been destroyed, damaged, or impacted by quote-unquote accidental fires, diseases, disease, or general causes. So we've got, uh, I'm not going to go through every single one, but st- We've got a list here. Ooh, geez, Louise. 
that's way bigger than I thought it was. We're right up now, at 97. This list is at 97. Yeah, holy guacamole. And Maybe talking... I, was, I was looking at was 29 or something just in 2022. Uh, I think this list has more than that. But yeah, I've that. heard different figures. This is pretty... This looks like one of the most extensive lists that I've seen so far. It includes millions of farm animals. All of these particularly are Particularly chickens. Yeah. Millions oh. and millions of chickens. Distribution centers, Amazon, Walmart, Nestle. All these huge plants that we rely on for our food. Not just we rely on this for our food. The world relies yeah. on this for their food. So it looks like there's about 10 of them from 2021, starting in one wow. But the rest of them, the other 87 are in 2022. That's insane. Yeah. Um, that's going to be absolutely devastating to our country. And, you know, nobody has talked about whether these are being rebuilt or replaced or what they're planning on doing. Like there's In this economy? right it's kind of like the baby food shortage where the biden administration is like we don't have any more updates on baby food we don't know what's going on you know nobody has addressed this at all it's been in the mainstream media but the biden administration the biden regime has not once addressed this it's just everything is putin's fault okay well 97 food processing plants been destroyed in the united states and it's all putin's fault Hello. Yeah. It's like, it's no coincidence and clearly designed to empty the shelves at the local grocery store, which I believe is a place that is going to be a source of a lot of uh, unrest when people realize there's no food and they go to the stores hungry and begin to literally kill each other. So that is why we need to prepare stay out of the drama, stay out of the chaos, stay away from the crime, and uh, save ourselves. I do think a lot of people are starting to see this, and the reason I say this is because we were looking at, you know, with buying our own food um, preemptively, right? Um, we're looking at buying whole beef. Yes. And, of course, what do you need in order to be able to do that freezer space, right? So I was like, well, we need a, we have a small freezer now. I'm like, we need, we need a bigger freezer. <laughs> you know, We need like a 17 to 20 cubic foot freezer. That's a huge freezer. And we had a heck of a time. We've been looking for probably two months or more for a freezer. And everything is, you know, we were told 10 to 12 weeks out as far as lead time goes. And, oh, um, you know, so. 10 to 12 weeks. I should get one now too then. You should. They're. And, and the prices are going up on them. We got lucky and found what we were looking for. Um, but it's really hard to find. So people are seeing this and are buying freezers. And I think in preparation for a lot of this stuff. So, you know, it's one of those that when you start looking at other things, you can start to see the level of fear that people have and the level of awareness that they have when it comes to this stuff, even though it, seem, it may seem like people really aren't waking up and they're not seeing and they're not doing anything. Um, people see more than we think, I, I am starting to believe. People so, are waking up, finally. Yeah. But I, my goal is to not have to go to the grocery store because 
you know, I can buy my meat from a local rancher. I can grow my own vegetables yeah. or buy my vegetables from farmers and stuff. We almost yeah. have to. And unfortunately, I mean, there has to be some amount of trade and bartering to get the things that we can't produce ourselves. You know, one person can't be expected to do everything in a community. That's the point of a community. So yeah. uh, we got to figure out those things uh, before mm-hmm. it's too late. Yeah. Ugh, easier said than done, but holy mackerel, do we need to do it? Yeah, for sure. This is going to get rough. Yep, we got A.G. Garland's ominous warning to Trump. I'm watching the January 6th hearings, and I can assure you January 6th prosecutors are watching as well. Um, Okay. There's a video of him. Maybe we can just play it because it probably says everything that's this article. Kevin, shut up. First I, I wanted to ask you whether you had a chance to, to, to look at the hearings or watch the hearings uh, on Capitol Hill uh, on the January 6th by the January 6th committee, uh, and if you've learned anything, perhaps, that, uh, that could be useful in the Justice Department's work. So I am uh, watching, and I will be watching all the hearings, although I may not be able to watch all of it live. Uh, but I'll be sure that I'll be watching all of it. And I can assure you that uh, the January 6th prosecutors are watching all the hearings as well. Um, on this, which I'll now count as your third question, um, look, I, um, um, I'm, I'm not going to be able to uh, give response, you know, give you an idea of how my own personal responses to this or the kind of evidence uh, that are coming out. And, um, you know, I want to just explain a little bit more, um, although I did start explaining a little bit more, uh, I think the last time we were all together, two weeks ago or so, the press conference. Um, you know, the Justice Department's long-standing position is that we don't commenting, don't comment on ongoing investigations. We do that um, both for the viability uh, of our investigations um, and because uh, it's the right thing to do with respect to the civil liberties of people under investigation. In, in slightly more expansive, we have three reasons they're all, I say, co-equal. Uh, one is that our investigations generally proceed quietly and in secret so that we don't tell witnesses where we are. We don't want them to know. We want truthful answers as we approach. We want to be able to do our subpoenas and search warrants without any risk. Uh, eventually, that information comes out, comes out in the form of our search warrant affidavits, comes out in our orders, comes out in our pleadings, and eventually, if there are charges. Um, but for our investigations to proceed in an efficient way, we have learned over many, many years this is the way our investigations should go. Secondly, this is what protects the civil liberties of people who have not been charged. Um, we don't um, uh, impugn people until we actually charge them. You know, this is part of uh, the rule of law in America. And third, there are the people who we have charged. As all of you well know, we've charged well over 800 people now in connection with January 6th. Some of them have pled, but others are facing proceedings. And for uh, us to comment about evidence, some of which regards them, some of which regards others, could affect their cases and could affect our ability to to proceed in an effective way. So um, that's the reason, and it's it's the reason that this has been the longstanding uh, 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 position of the Justice Department. Here. Mr. Hatch, 
Attorney General, not speaking about a specific investigation, but there have been open questions with regard to whether there exists a body of law at the Office of Legal Counsel or elsewhere in the Justice Department that's not public that would limit prosecutors' ability to pursue obstruction or conspiracy charges against people at the highest levels of this government or previous governments. What can you say about the existence of legal interpretations that may bind you in that regard? I can say at this point, this investigation is proceeding according to facts and the law. We are not obstructed uh, from continuing our investigation in any way. Um, and uh, we will continue to do that. Um, we, there's nothing within the Office of Legal Counsel that prevents us from doing an investigation. And I think most of the things you're... All right, guys, bear with me here. I'm having some technical difficulties. Looks like my volume's still coming through. I'm going to try to get Andrea back here. Uh, but that was Attorney General Merrick Garland on the January 6th hearings. Absolute uh, baloney. Uh, <clears throat> I believe uh, it's obviously just a sham, you guys. Uh, bear with me here as I try to get this back on track. I'm going to have to do uh, a little bit of this. Uh-oh. Bear with me. Uh... Here we go. Uh, yeah, I'll just share the screen with you. Bear with me, guys. I'm having uh, issues here. Let me end this. All right. I think I'm okay. One moment. Uh, I'm actually going to go to a commercial real quick. I'll be right back in one minute, you guys. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequence up, seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. back uh, sorry about that everybody I'm still having issues with this my god um, I don't know what but my computer did not like that video at all tell you what um, let me see if I could get this back on track I don't know Uh, anyway, we've got uh, deep programming for the woke cult. Former social justice warrior overcomes fear to speak up. So Carrie Smith, for her, deep programming from what she calls the cult of wokeism. Wokeism didn't happen overnight, but the behavior of her former friends. 
within the social justice world during the 2016 presidential election with their support of violence, censorship, and gaslighting certainly sped up the process, setting off a parade of red flags. She liberated herself from the woke uh, left. This is great. And uh, reminds me of a friend of ours, uh, Lindsay Sharman, who's been on Makes You Think and whatnot in the past. And that's great. Uh, you guys, I am so screwed right now. I cannot get video up or I cannot recover Andrea. I think what we're just going to have to do is wrap up the 15 minutes here solo. Because without ending the stream, I can't fix this. So let's just move forward. Thank you all for your patience here. Uh, John Roberts' refusal to release Dobbs' opinion is jeopardizing the lives of his colleagues. Roberts' refusal to issue the Dobbs' decision has opened the floodgates for a bevy of continued threats and acts of violence against sitting members of court of the court from left-wing anarchists. Oh my gosh! Remember the leak of the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court draft about Dobbs and Jackson's Women's Health Organization last month. Well, that's what they're talking about. And uh, despite high expectations that the court would release its final Dobbs opinion, which is, which is expected to deem Roe unconstitutional on Monday, SCOTUS instead issued a series of less contentious op opinions, once again leaving millions of Americans in limbo. This is part of the agenda to destabilize our communities, for sure. Uh, it looks like you guys listening are having technical difficulties too. Sorry, Andrea, I cannot get you back in here um, without shutting this down. So I'm just going to have to wrap it up and go from there. Yep, that's what they're doing here. And there's a lot of things on the horizon that are related to these inflammatory situations. All right. Onward. Sorry, Andrea. I think it was that boring video. My computer just absolutely just hated it. Um, Libs of TikTok is on Twitter, and they are getting death threats constantly just for posting videos of liberals doing what liberals do. Uh, Elon Musk responded to their tweet recently. I think it may have been this morning or last night. Um, because Libs of TikTok tweeted, I have now received about a dozen death threats after radical leftists accused me of being a domestic terrorist extremist. Twitter has not remo removed any of the accounts of those who have sent these threats. And Elon Musk asked, why Twitter? Very interesting. So we'll see what happens. Twitter is definitely on. Oh, and also Elon Musk is set to meet with the Twitter employees this week so that's interesting <laughs> um we, I, people are saying he's just gonna fire everybody that's hilarious i don't think that's the case but he is meeting with them and this deal is kind of moving on uh this is happening this happened in i believe washington state early this morning yesterday a window was smashed and a lit flare was tossed into the office of my seatmate, Andrew Barkas. The building also houses the office of the House Republican election campaign. Fortunately, the flare landed on a masonry floor and the building survived. 
Ari Hoffman tweeted, waiting for the condemnation, condemnations from Governor Jay Inslee and other Washington Democrats. I won't hold my breath. Follow up. Inslee finally did uh, acknowledge it. So this is the terrorism that we're expecting. Uh, likely these are liberal radical extremists or paid agitators to escalate the uh, escalate this uh, fear and this division and anarchy in our country. Disgusting. All right, seven ways to protect yourself from the ruling elite's world depopulation agenda. This is a really good article I really enjoyed by uh, Paul Phillips on activistpost.com. He goes through, uh, he says the bullet points here, just because uh, we're running out of time. I got a few more stories are stay vigilant, stay vigilant because we're watching the ruling elite and their associates like a hawk, especially certain key people making the major decisions. Learn to discern their hidden ul ulterior motives tied to the planned depopulation agenda. This is exactly what we do on a lot of what we do here on the Red Pill Project in reading all these stories, seeing what's happening, connecting the dots. And they say we need to do this because they, uh, they want depopulation. And that's because a smaller world population would be easier to monitor and manipulate and control for them. It's easier to overawe keep dumbed down docile and sick it's easier to keep people dumb and it's and it's also to prevent overthrow from an overwhelming number of consciously awakened individuals taking action against their control system this is the same reason why they want to take all of our guns you guys it's not to protect us it's to protect themselves because they're tyrants uh prepare number two prepare when the ruling elite operation on the principle of order out of chaos with that happening, uh, who knows what could happen? There could be a fake alien invasion, severe, severe money shortages from the manufactured financial collapse, secret weaponized weather modification attacks such as that from HARP, uh, bio-warfare, World War III. Be prepared where you can to survive the worst-case scenarios. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Uh, shout out to redpills.tv slash patriot where you could get long-term and short-term food storage. Um Maintain a healthy immune system. That is key. We know they have biological weapons. We know that our food is poison. The water is tainted. We have to stay healthy. We have to stay clean. And uh, I think this goes for mental health as well. <laughs> uh, number four, choose to live naturally. Yes. Number five, refuse to cooperate. People's mass refusal to cooperate is the key to preventing the ruling elite's world depopulation agenda. For example, forced health care or sick care, such as the toxic vaccination program, would not work if there was an overwhelming mass refusal. Just say no. Just say no. Stand by your convictions. Become an activist. If somehow there will come a time... Okay. Yeah, become an activist, but look, don't get involved in all this violence from the left or the right. Be an activist safely and smartly peacefully uh don't get overwhelmed and here are their final thoughts 
Indirectly, depopulation also involves circumstances where having children is no longer an option. For example, unlike earlier years, mo many modern-day couples cannot afford to have children as they are up to their necks in debt through student loans and sky-high mortgages. Then there are the rising cases of infertility caused by, for example, the potentially, potentially harmful EMFs such as Wi-Fi and other and their applications. However, just because the dark side has dark plans, it doesn't necessarily mean that they will manifest. Indeed, the human race has shown to be quite remarkable, remarkable during adversity. Adaptability and innovation have been and will continue to be the keys. Will the onslaught of ad adversity serve as a massive wake-up call for the people? As a consequence, will the people go on to take back their rightful ownership of the world? I hope so. Cool article. Moving on. Uh, we have this interesting situation. People are now disabling themselves by choice, and now they call themselves transabled. I just look back to when I was a young, youthful gay voting to like allow gay marriage, and all of the conservatives coming out of the woodwork being like, you let them queers marry, and the next thing you know, you're opening a door for all the other weirdos to be accepted. And, like, we were like, no, you're being so dramatic. But then, like, fast forward a few years, and here we are, and I'm like, did we do the wrong thing? Like, is marriage really that important for us? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, so one of the mental illnesses that we see today now are people claiming to be transabled by becoming disabled. On purpose through illegal surgeries and things of this nature uh, absolutely weird psychological phenomenon um, and it's interesting to see this gay guy's perspective on what the fuck is going on uh, onward um, this is Tyler Henson he went around and asked attendees and security for the drag the kids to pride uh, drag the kids to pride it's this it's all this bullshit pride stuff with uh, grooming kids and having kids at these parades where it's inappropriate and also with uh, these all these drag shows and uh, them reading to children being involved in much of this which seems to be a coordinated effort to cause more division and to groom children um, he went around and did great reporting asking if asking if they could defend their opinions on the child drag show and here's just a small clip. Fighting this. That's what I'm hearing. What do you guys think? Anything defense to say to that? I mean, about the, the trial drag show that was hosted in here this morning. <laughs> and that's what he got. Nobody had anything to say to him. Nobody. So I'm not even going to bother playing the two and a half minute clip because nobody can defend this outrageous disgusting grooming and they're all guilty as fuck look at them and they all hide their faces because they know they're crooks and criminals and creeps so this is disgusting uh what a shame shame on them iran and venezuela signed a 20-year agreement we'll confront the u.s together holy moly 
Iran and Venezuela signs an agreement to work closely together for the next 20 years, the blaze via populist press reports. Venezuela's social leader, Nicolas Maduro, and Iran's hardline theocratic president, Ebrahim Raisi, recently signed a 20-year cooperation agreement. The Associated Press reported that this new agreement came just one day after Maduro praised the Iranian Islamic Republic for sending badly needed fuel to Venezuela despite American sanctions. So they are also breaking the law. Um, In an interview with Maduro, after he arrived for a two-day visit in Tehran, Iranian state media reported that Maduro heaped praise upon Iran's efforts to send fuel tankers in support of of his country. Maduro said, quote, Tehran's delivery of oil to Caracas was a great help to the Venezuelan, Venezuelan people. So we're seeing this development of more alliances in South America. Uh, and remember yesterday we had Russia and South America action. This is this is insane. Excuse me. Oh, sneezing feeling. Um, so... Things are heating up, and they're disregarding they're disregarding the uh, U.S.'s um, sanctions and whatnot, and just doing whatever the hell they want. I think people are realizing uh, what's going on. Just real quick, um, Left Maryland, thank you so much for the donation, one dollar on Rumble. Staying salty with the cool smiley, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So, yeah, I think that countries are realizing that this uh, New World Order global agenda doesn't necessarily have their best interests in mind. And we see these other alliances coming together uh, now. Uh, we saw Russia, China, and uh, North Korea. We saw um, Belarus. Now we're seeing South America. What's next? UK police virtue signal with tweets showing them raising a pride flag, then threatening to arrest anyone who posts a negative response. Wow. UK police are completely woke. And this this is crazy. This is basically, it, you know, when I see woke police officers enforcing unjust what they, you know, you know, just being bullies, essentially, um, <laughs> in the name of pride, it just reminds me of Nazi Germany. Um it really does. Um, it's hard to believe that the British once ruled an empire that stretched from sunrise to sunset around the globe, given the woke, nonsensical, unserious country it has become. Police in Essex climbed aboard the virtue signaling wagon last week by posting a photo of officers gleefully raising a pride flag showing their solidarity with the LGBTQ community. Quote, We celebrate diversity by raising the Pride Progress flag for Pride Month at our headquarters to honor those who championed for equality before us. Hashtag we value difference. Hashtag police in pride. Unquote. The Essex police tweeted that. (laughs) But the force followed up with with a threat. We're monitoring our posts. All hate crime will be reported and investigated. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Agree with our political positions and virtue signaling nonsense or we'll punish you. Disgusting. Uh, oh my god. Alright. Disgraceful. This is ridiculous. This is creepy. And moving on. Prince Charles 
Vax's proposal to make burping cows wear masks to fight climate change. This is ridiculous. This I think there is a I think there's a reason behind this. So the radical left is a in a full-on effort to impose their strict lifestyles on the vast majority of average people while they continue to live lavishly aloof from their own policies and rules. And they are using the hoax of human-caused climate change to do it. That's what the push to force as many people as possible into buying an electric vehicle is all about. They have far less range than gasoline or diesel-powered vehicles, and there is practically no recharging and supportive infrastructure in place for electric vehicles, meaning a person's range is extremely limited, forcing owners to increasingly congregate in massive cities controlled by authoritarian Democrats. Yeah, we don't benefit from this, you guys. Um, but yeah, they're also trying to make cows wear these stupid masks, and we know masks aren't good for us. What do you think they do for the cows. Ugh, ridiculous. Um, Alright, you guys. I've got to cut this short, and I cannot show my beautiful face in my outro, but please just, how about you just stare at this beautiful flag as I give you my outro quickly. Um, thank you all so much for joining us once again for Morning Coffee. Sorry about the technical difficulties and my inability to quickly fix it, but Tomorrow, we'll be back again with another episode of Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. Uh, and before that, though, tonight we have the Daily Dose with Joshua Reed. After the Daily Dose tonight, we have the uh, private Zoom meeting on www.socialredpill.com, our private social network. Uh, if you want to join that, join us there. And we will have a private Q&A after the Daily Dose. Oh, wait, that's tonight. After the Daily Dose tonight, we have the private Q&A with Josh. So you can find that at www.socialredpill.com. We do ask for a $5.99 subscription, but you can join for free uh, and create an account and join our social network and go from there. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much. We appreciate all of your support and your viewership. We will be back before you know it tomorrow morning at the same bat place, same bat time. Uh, thank you. Take care, everybody. Have a great day.